Welcome back to the Fundamental Hour. This is the sixth week in our lesson series on the subject of tongue speaking. And today we're going to take a look at the very important chapter of 1 Corinthians chapter number 14. This chapter is very important when it comes to understanding the use of tongues or languages in our church services. There are several different practices or events that typically take place or are experienced in our churches. I should say churches, not my church, but in many churches. Things like this. Someone speaks in a language that no one else understands. Many of you listening today, you've been to church services where someone stands up and they just begin speaking and nobody understands them. More than one person speaking in a language that cannot be understood at the same time. So not only do we experience people speaking in a language no one understands, but we experience multiple people speaking in languages at the same time. People are confused as to what is being said. So oftentimes in church, church services, there is confusion. Many people go along with these practices because they, are, they have been persuaded that it's some type of spiritual gift that someone's demonstrating. They think it's some type of powerful thing and that they just simply haven't experienced that power and thus they don't understand, but it's something they should be able to do. That's what, is, that's what they are persuaded to believe. Some people get discouraged because they're not able to perform these miracle gifts of tongues. What does the Bible say about these things? What does the Bible teach us? 1 Corinthians 14 is probably the most practical verse or practical passage in all of the New Testament concerning church services. And so we're going to look at what it has to say today. And we're going to very specifically talk today about the subject of unknown tongues. What are unknown tongues according to 1 Corinthians 14? So let's read. We'll begin in verse number 1. The Bible says, Follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts, but rather that ye may prophesy. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him, howbeit in the Spirit he speaketh mysteries. But he that prophesieth speaketh unto men to edification and exhortation and comfort. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifieth himself, but he that prophesieth edifieth the church. These verses mention a man who speaks in an unknown tongue. The question is, does this man speaking in this verse, does he understand what he is saying? In verse number two, the man is said to be speaking to God because no man understands him. This means that no one other than himself understands what he is saying. You say, preacher, how do you know that he understands it, 
but no one else understands it. Well, in verse number four, it says that the one who speaks in an unknown tongue, it says that he edifies himself. The word edify means to instruct or to benefit. If I am edifying myself or if I'm edifying others and I am giving instruction that benefits them, that implies understanding. If someone can't understand, there's no way you could be edifying them according to the meaning of this word. Though the man wants to be understood by others, they cannot understand him. And that's why, it's, that's why it's saying here that he speaks to God and not unto men. And I'm going to demonstrate that for you in this message in a few minutes. It is of no value to others because they cannot understand him. Of course, God understands him, but he is the only one who understands what the man is saying. And that is why it is said that he speaks unto God. Now, we're going to go to verse 10 and 11, and I want to explain something. And we're going to come back to these verses, and I'm going to help you understand that a little further. But let's read verse 10. The Bible says, There are, it may be, so many kinds of voices in the world, and none of them is without signification. Therefore, if I know not the meaning of the voice... I shall be him that speaketh barbarian, and he that speaketh shall be a barbarian unto me. The Bible says there are many voices in the world. All of those voices have meaning. The word meaning here is the idea, it, it, it is the word that is used here, signification. And what it is saying is every voice in the world is significant. It has meaning. To somebody, the words mean something. To somebody, they understand what is being said. What God is saying here is there are no voices in the world that cannot be understood by somebody. So if someone speaks to me in French, it means something to them but it means nothing to me. So the language has meaning, but I don't understand it. Many times I've been on trips. I, I travel with men from my staff here in Ghana. And as we're traveling, I'm typically driving, and the men are sitting in the truck with me, and they'll be talking one to another. And most of the time, they speak in language. They speak in the tree language. And I don't understand what they're saying. I have no idea what they're talking about. What they are saying has meaning. It's significant. And it can be understood by them, but it means nothing to me. Their language is unknown to me. It is known to them, but unknown to to me. Now in this passage, they edify themselves, the Bible says. So they understand what they're saying. Obviously, God understands what they're saying, but no one else understands. Therefore, it is unknown to them. 
but known to the one speaking. If someone cannot understand what you're saying, then what are you to them? Well, verse 10 and 11 tells us very clearly that if someone cannot understand our voice, we are a barbarian to them, and they are a barbarian to us. The word barbarian means a foreigner. When you cannot understand someone, it is because they are speaking in a foreign language. That's what the word barbarian means. It means foreigner, and a foreign language is the language of a barbarian. This is my friend from America who's visiting here in Ghana. And at this time, I'm going to ask him to come, and I'm going to demonstrate to you what it means when the Bible talks about unknown languages. So this is my friend. His name is Brother Matthew Swain. He and his family have been visiting with us here in Ghana from America. They've been here about 10 days. And I'm going to have him help us today to help you understand what the Bible is teaching about unknown tongues. So Brother Matthew, welcome to Ghana. And I'd like for you just to speak to the people for a moment or two and say something to them. Hola, buenos días. Mi nombre es Mateo. Yo estoy aquí de América. Quiero visitar el trabajo aquí. Y quieres que usted sabe la salvación de Jesucristo hoy. Dale él un chance para ver en su corazón y salva su alma por siempre de infierno. Te amo. Y yo quiero que usted sabe las bendiciones de Dios a través de su hijo Jesucristo. Brother Swain is a fellow preacher. He's graduate of Bible college, he's in the ministry, he knows the Bible. If I were to ask him to preach to you, he could very effectively take the Bible and talk to you and preach to you and explain to you the things of God. But here's my question. Did you understand what he just said? I did not understand it. And most likely 99% of you did not understand what he just said. He was speaking in an unknown tongue. Now, Brother Swain, here's my question. Did you understand what you were saying? Yes. He knows what he said, but I don't know, and you don't know. He knows exactly what he was saying and why he was saying it, but to you and I, it is an unknown tongue. So, Brother Swain, why don't you tell the people in English what you just said to us, sure. and maybe you could tell them what language you were speaking. Yes, I was speaking Spanish. I said, hello, good morning. It's a pleasure to be with you. I'm blessed to be under the grace of God, and I want everybody out there to understand what salvation is from Jesus Christ and how they can have it today. I love you, and I don't want you to go to hell. I want you to go to heaven through Jesus Christ. So there you go. I've just demonstrated to you what it means for someone to speak in an unknown tongue in a church service. We have a man. He was speaking truth. He understood what he was saying. It was edifying to himself. God understood him, but you and I did not. Therefore, it was an unknown tongue. Thank you, Brother Swain, for helping us today. We appreciate you being on the program. So, for example, if you are in a church that speaks English and you have a, a guest uh, preacher and he speaks French, 
but he doesn't speak English, then he would not be allowed to preach to the church unless someone can interpret for him because his language would be an unknown language to the people. He may be one of the greatest pastors on the planet. He may be able to preach truth in a way that's better than anybody you've ever heard. But if he can't speak in a language that's understood, he cannot edify the church. So, in conclusion with today's message, I want to remind you of what we've been learning about tongues over the last several weeks. I've taught you that the Bible teaches about, teaches about tongues, it teaches about other tongues, it teaches about new tongues, and it teaches about unknown tongues. And again, if this is your first week listening to the program, then I would encourage you to go to our YouTube channel, Fundamental Hour on YouTube, and you can watch the previous lessons that I've taught on tongues. From Acts chapter 2, that the word tongues means languages. Okay, You speak with your tongue, and that is how you create languages. So tongues and languages mean the same thing. We learned that the word other tongues, the phrase other tongues, is referring to someone speaking in a different language. In other words... I'm speaking English. Chui would be a other tongue. French would be a other tongue. Spanish, which our brother was preaching to you today or speaking to you today in, would be a other tongue. Now, we learned that new tongues, new tongues are when someone is speaking in another tongue by the power of the Holy Spirit. For example... Brother Swain spoke to us today in Spanish. Now he speaks Spanish because he studied it and he learned it. Okay? So he knows that language because of his work, his hard work to learn it. He does not speak that language because of a gift from God. In the Bible, in Acts chapter 2, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit filled the disciples and they began to speak in other tongues. So they were speaking in other tongues through the power of the Holy Spirit. That is a new tongue. A new tongue is when someone speaks in a language that they've never learned, but they're able to speak it fluently. And then today we learn what an unknown tongue is. An unknown tongue is a language that is known by the speaker but it is unknown to the one listening. It is a foreign language. Each week in our church, I preach in the English language, the English tongue. My translator interprets for me. So what I say and speak to our people in English, he speaks to the people in a other tongue the Chui language, a different tongue than English. This Chui tongue is unknown to me, which means I cannot understand it. However, it is a known language and it is understood by the majority of our people. So it's unknown to me, but known to them. 
what never takes place in our church, what we never allow in our church, should never be allowed in any church, is for someone to speak in an unknown tongue. I would never allow my friend Matthew to get up and speak to our church in Spanish because no one would understand him and no one could interpret for us. He would have to speak English. So we never allow tongues to be spoken in the church. And we'll talk about that more next week and the week after. But what we also have never experienced in our church and what I've never experienced in my life is a new tongue where someone through the power of the Holy Spirit speaks a known language without having to learn it. That's, I've never seen that happen. Most of you, I'd say all of you, have never seen that happen. That's what happened in Acts chapter 2, and that's not what happens in most cases in our churches today. And that's not what the Bible's talking about in 1 Corinthians 14. What the Bible is teaching us in 1 Corinthians 14 is that no one should be speaking to the church in a language that cannot be understood. But in Acts chapter 2, when the disciples spoke, everyone understood what they were saying because God was working a miracle. We praise God for that. We praise God for what happened in Acts chapter 2. And we also praise God for giving us 1 Corinthians 14 to make sure we understand and know how languages are to be used in the church. If you go to a church speaking in languages that you don't understand and no one interprets for you, that is not biblical and you should not be going to that church. That is wrong. It's not of God and you should never give your money or your time or your effort to a church that does such things. These people are not of God. They are preaching and teaching a lie and the Bible specifically rebukes it. 1 Corinthians 14. I hope you'll come back next week and we'll talk more about 1 Corinthians chapter 14. And let me remind you that if you have any doubts about how you would go to heaven, we want you to contact us here at Fundamental Baptist Church International. You can get in touch with us through our social media platforms. You can call us on the phone. We would like to help you to know how you can go to heaven when you die. So please contact us here at our church. Thank you for watching. God bless you.